Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Women's Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Ben Dole. Had four games on on Sunday in the WNBA. This weekend, we'll be focusing on one of them today, the Sparks at the Mercury. Mercury pulled out a win, and as a couple people quipped online, it was it was a game that one of these teams had to win. Obviously a nice boost for the Mercury, especially with Diana Trossi not making her season debut quite yet. We'll continue to monitor that, and hopefully it'll be sooner rather than later. But on the line, we'll get to Brendan Clean, who was there in Phoenix, to get his thoughts and takeaways and talk some more about the game. Brendan, where do you want to, I guess, where do you want to start with this one? Because it was at first, you know, Tarasi's coming back and Elena Beard and Candace Parker are back, but it's still going to take some time for them. I mean, what, what was kind of the, the big headline coming out of this for you? I think it was obviously the Mercury getting back on track to a certain degree after a bad loss to Dallas, but I think really it was the the stark contrast between how the the guards on this roster are playing especially on offense when they're in their home building compared with how they played on the road and being the aggressors at home um, controlling the tempo of the game uh, moving the ball all things that they've really just not been able to do not only in that Dallas loss but you know the fever in sky as well two teams that they should probably beat they haven't been able to just because their offense is or they did beat the fever but it was closer than it should have been for the same reason so it's just been uh, a weird couple of, of weeks for them and so I think this one was big I just think it, it's frustrating to watch a team that's so you know stocked with veterans struggle to just do kind of simple things when they're on the road and then everything clicks when they get it on uh, back home so that was the big thing and I wonder how it goes from here yeah my 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 big thing that was just kept coming to mind for me as I watched the game was it's it's incredible not necessarily because she's like playing way above her head or anything but I mean Leilani Mitchell has been is just like absolutely vital to this team right now she's She's huge on offense. I mean, uh, Sandy Brondello, the coach, said after the game, just they made an emphasis a little bit to simplify things on offense. And that really just meant, like, Leilani's just running pick and roll a bunch. And she's able to make things happen doing that, which, is, I mean, is pretty impressive considering the Sparks, you know, I guess at full strength what they can do defensively. But Elena Beard wasn't really herself. And Ruff and Pratt got into foul trouble. And so they weren't really at full strength either. They had to play some of their offense first players off the bench more than they probably would have liked to. But it was for a team that struggled on offense, like for her to just come in and do that was kind of crazy. Yeah, just just her her pull up shooting just really changes things, and obviously it's not as easy because she's a little bit smaller. So any any degree to which someone can kind of get back in the picture, it makes it really tough for her. But it just just adding that into the mix has been has been so important to them and finally seeing her starting it, it seems to kind of be pushing Breon January into a little bit more of a secondary role and and she she and January had some moments too like in the second half where she just reuse reu- reused a screen got right into the mid-range for a pull-up and like that was like that was like a sh- her shot in Indiana and and even to see her like not getting into more of those it was a little bit of a surprise but it it, it there's probably just you know, do you think there's some degree where it, where it's just 
maybe they're not really sure what to do yet because I'm sure at some point it's just it gets a little uncomfortable if you just come down and say, okay, throw it to Griner, throw it to Griner, throw it to Griner. I think that, yeah, I mean, just speaking specifically with Mitchell about of, of what that impact has had on their team, I, I think it's just she's obviously not quite the same type of player just because, she, like you said, she's a little bit smaller. She's not quite as good a passer i mean she's she's nowhere near as good a passer as diana tarasi but i think it it puts their offense a little bit closer to how it is when tarasi's in there and january i think is one of the main benefactors obviously griner as well just with some of the spacing that gets put in there when when she's on the court especially compared to yvonne turner who's not really been able to provide much of that at all so i think it, it kind of switches everything to a little bit more of a comfort level that everyone's used to where even Dewana Bonner tonight wasn't really their she was I guess their primary option like she took the most shots on the team she still kind of had her game going made a couple big threes which is always a sign that they're that they're on a real run but I think that it, it felt a little bit more like the Mercury offense we're used to seeing a little bit more spread out and egalitarian than just you know the grinder heavy approach that they took the first couple weeks and i think both teams did some interesting things with their rotation you mentioned rough and pratt although i think the way it worked out was a little encouraging for la but for for phoenix just for the most part it was sancho little backing up grinder and very limited spot minutes for camille little so for the most part keeping bonner at the four i think they just they, that's just at a premium for them and that the Dallas game was a little a bit of a head scratcher maybe you just wanted to try something but to see them kind of revert back and just to like to start the second half with with little at the four they just it's going to be so tough for them to score because in the first quarter like Bonner uh, got a pick and pop three with Leilani Mitchell and then a couple minutes later same two players and Mitchell pulls up for a three and just that little thing like having that as an option to use Bonner as a screener it's just like like you said, I mean, like what you said, like they and they kind of need like every little option they can get, and that's that's something they can't do if one of those with one of the other fours is on the court. Well, yeah, and to to kind of flip things over from the Sparks' perspective a little bit, especially against this team, to have Bonner be able to play the four um, with Candace Parker out there, I think was useful. I almost kept, you know, expecting because of what happened against Dallas for them to try to you know, scratch that itch of putting some more size out there, but they mostly trusted Bonner defensively against Candace. And I thought that it, I mean, she's probably still working her way back a little bit physically. She wasn't really, you know, running their offense like she can when, when really things get tight, but still, I thought Bonner playing well against that matchup, um, you know, almost kind of reminded me of her ability to do the same thing against Asia Wilson and their, their last home win here. So just good to see her do that defensively as well against some of the better matchups in the league. Yeah, and, and LA was interesting coming off a real a real stinker of a game in Seattle. They they trimmed it down and they were just playing the three bigs with Chinay off the bench and I like the combinations they did where that it was Chinay with one of Candace or Neca to really make sure they actually like kinda have a four out there. Especially like when they were playing like Chinay and Kalani Brown out there, it just that just isn't a very tenable combination, but you're starting to see like a little bit, a little bit with Candace kind of getting, especially getting into the post. Like they're getting her some early touches down there, which is good. But 
like it, uh, to me like the real barometer that of like her being back will be like when she gets back to her norm of like nine seconds on the clock give it to her top of the key between the legs and then she goes by somebody you know and we're not like seeing that kind of explosion from her yet so in the meantime like i just like from what you saw today i mean like what like what do the sparks need to be doing more of i mean i actually think that one of the the quiet and the reason i mentioned it earlier is one of the quiet things that impacted this game was rough and Breck having to go to the bench she made i think she made two of her threes in the first quarter uh and then another two she had eight eight points early they were controlling the pace just getting it out in transition kicking to shooters and i mean they were splicing the floor pretty well recorder williams comes in does the same thing for them so that change when she left the floor i think was pretty big and then i mean i think one of the, the big stories of the game besides that little one is chelsea gray just you know she kind of went off a little bit against this team at home the last time they played and they made and I mean, I think their entire game plan is really geared towards stopping her today from the sound of it post-game, just having their bigs come up a little bit on the pick-and-roll Phoenixes and, you know, Brand January and Essence Carson just staying attached to those screens. Obviously, 2 for 13, it's not going to be often that L.A. wins when, when Chelsea Gray shoots that poorly. So I think that was that was huge for them to just get, get in her head a little bit, play her that physically and have it work so well. And they were in control, really, from the point of you know really after the first quarter on phoenix took control yeah and 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 some of this is just playing Brittany griner but i I think the concern with this the sparks is is just can they can they be enough of a of a team to put pressure on the rim without just being all about the jump shot and 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 candace parker returning to form to to be one of those players obviously is a big part of that but in the meantime you know walling off the rim from gray you know they're like she can get a shot up over January, but like January is going to be there consistently and just not not get totally burned. And you know other than that, if just if they force a pass out, you know it's on the perimeter. It's it's questionable shooters like a rough and Pratt where you know some games it goes in and just some games it's not. And then a couple of their younger players who are more unproven. And if you know if it's not a wide open shot, if it's not this huge awesome window to get it up, it's just you're you're not really sure like where they can go from there and they just get laid into the clock and it just it just seems to get so tough for them yeah i mean it's not ideal when you know chelsea gray goes to the bench she played the first 12 straight minutes i don't know i can't say that i know if that's a normal rotation for them or um what but she seemed pretty exhausted had to go to the bench and i mean mabry's playing back up one for them basically at that at that point at least i mean alexis jones came in a little later and they have some options i'm sure beard getting back to full strength will help their playmaking as well but it's not pretty when gray's not in there and that's you know again like maybe candace parker's part of the answer there and beard in transition and as as an off-ball player can can make some stuff manufacture a little bit more with the passing that they have from their bigs but you know when Greg shoots this poorly and their offense just can't keep up, even against an, uh, an offense that struggled like Phoenix's, it's a bad sign. Yeah, Alexis Jones did get in there in the second half and and did a little bit off the dribble, creating some shots, and especially those minutes when Gray is out. If she can do that consistently, like they kind of they kind of need that, and they, they the the Sparks have been like the a lot of the talk has been that Derek Fisher has them playing read and react, and it's not. You know, it's not really like 
you know, he's not you know, trying to like manage every second of every possession and he wants them just to play, but especially when when you know, if if, if Chelsea Gray is going to if going to command every possession and and Candace Parker gets back, then great. But everything else, you know, when they have Raquana Williams out there, Mabry, like those are the players where you like you need some action. Like get them off a screen, get yeah. them do something to help them get an advantage to do something. And even even Neko Gumake, I said this. I mean, I said this before talking with Sabrina Merchant on this show. Like that, like they've got to find ways to get Neko more involved too. I mean, it's just, I mean, it, it's good that she, it's great, and it's not just good. It's great that she's taken to the spot up that they need her to, spotting up that they need her to do. But there has to be other stuff too for her. Yeah, it's it's funny that these two teams kind of clash today, and obviously Tarasi's not didn't make it back, but just to see the impact that one one player can have on a team, and you wonder just how much of it is, you know, you talk about like read and react, just kind of you know screen, rescreen, enter the ball, figure something out on the fly, and there's really not a better player to to do that with, as you mentioned, from really anywhere on the court. Like she's getting her post legs under her a little bit and you'll she'll start to build her game out back to the perimeter from there but it's like there's not a lot of people that can just manufacture offense like she can so i wonder if if it just looks better when she gets more time but i agree i mean when you have those shooters you need to get them in space and that's kind of what we saw to start this game like i said with ruffin pratt and williams getting open uh williams didn't really make them as often but that's that, that little bit of space made such a difference and you'd like to see them do that in the half court a little bit more so the 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 really interesting part of this game in the second half Griner goes to the bench with her fourth foul about four minutes left in the third they're up by 11 and it looks like the Sparks have cut it to two but then uh, Leilani Mitchell ends up going to the free throw line as they uh, they, re- they put a few tenths of a second back on the clock there and she got some free throws but from that point in the game I guess really just like what you see from the Mercury and, and to not just like tighten up and just to kind of to kind of let that slip out of control yeah that was a big break for them um then they they came out and I think they just I kind of like you know it's maybe it's easy to compare this to the Vegas game just because the outcome was the same kind of like a you know start out slow and come from behind type of win but they just I mean when they can control the tempo and I think that's part of what Mitchell's presence does for them uh and the defense I think the defense really short up from the second quarter on I mean they only scored 16 in the second 14 in the third 16 in the, in the fourth for the Sparks like when they can lock down a little bit more on defense and control the pace like that and then you know the shots start to go in a little bit easier like that's how they need to win and it's tough that it takes them so long sometimes or in in the case of the Dallas game it just didn't happen at all but um, I mean that's really I mean it's simple but they just need to do all like you said the, the little options that they can have like what can we do in transition you know what who, which shooter has it going? Can Mitchell, you know, get drive and kick a little bit? Like, all that stuff needs to be working. And I think in the second half, really, kind of everything did. And then you top that off with Bonner getting going a little bit, especially from deep. And they just built that lead up. Yeah, the 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 Sparks, it, the Sparks defense uh, defending the three-point line was not ideal there. Alexis Jones was just hanging out. On San- I think it was Sancho in the lane for no reason when, when Parker was there and 
they got it out to Leilani Mitchell for a three, and then Bonner had those back-to-back threes. One of those in transition, which is a nice plus for them. But outside outside of that, Sophie Cunningham was back. Um, just what, what did you hear about the back issue that was bothering her, and, and, and what did you see from her in her limited minutes getting back out there? I mean, it kind of seems like it's just like a little bit of tightness from what I could you know gather. I mean... The fact that she came back and was basically kind of filled a role in the rotation again, didn't seem hampered by it at all, <clears throat> is a good sign. I'm, I'm actually pretty optimistic about her ability to compete on defense a little bit more than I was earlier in the season. Uh, I know she's, you know, she's still making some bad decisions here and there. She just kind of runs around a little bit too aggressively. She plays a little too much energy on that side, I think. Um, not really always the best rotations and everything when she's out there, but that's fine. I mean, for a rookie and for the little limited amount of time that they have left until Tarasi comes back, and then especially once Turner comes back, I don't really imagine she'll be playing too much. But, you know, if she can put those injury concerns behind her, I think she's at least doing what they ask of her defensively more effectively than either of the other rookies. Obviously, they didn't even play tonight. Yeah, DNPs for Alana Smith and, and Brianna Turner. And, and with Smith, you know, if, if they're going to stick pretty rigidly to Bonner at the four then, you know, it, it, it'd be nice to see her out there, but it does make sense that the, the time won't be there and they're going to get a little bit of Sancho at the four and then maybe Camille Little plays. Maybe she doesn't. But I think I think the biggest thing for me was just seeing a little bit of, seeing them get to Bonner and Sancho out there when BG rests. I think that that's probably their best their best bet right now to actually get Griner like longer than like 90 seconds at a time. And, and you know that was that was such a a big talking point last year and even the year before and a kind of a soft spot for them. So it's, it's I mean just the fact that Sancho's already back is is amazing and just you know it, maybe this can be a bit of a launching point for them. They know Tarasi's coming back, but they've they've got to put they've got to put something together and and the, maybe this maybe this can be a little bit of a help for them down the line to where just they they you know almost just don't take Tarasi for granted and and I'm sure once she's back you know whenever whatever she starts playing if she's playing only you know 20 24 minutes like they're still gonna have they're still not gonna be able to ease up and just kind of expect her to suddenly carry them right away yeah that's a good call that the the Sancho at at the five minutes that was something that I noticed during the game but didn't remember until we were talking about it especially to, to see them hold up against a team like this I mean there was ever going to be a matchup where you would worry about it it would be a team with this much depth at the big spots but i mean i think the fact that they don't really space the floor incredibly at least not yet with with candace not quite at full strength like to get that comfort there a little bit um and i think that's that's just going to be easier as all these players start to come back for phoenix too but uh it, it would be bad to to have them worried about that spot and feel like they might have to make a move mid-season to get another big because we've seen they go into every season thinking that they don't need that player and then the past couple seasons they've gone to it anyway uh, with Angel Robinson most of the time uh, Emma Cannon before and those just aren't you know you don't have a lot of players that you trust defensively in their scheme like you trust Griner so then to be able to play Sancho back there especially on defense is, is huge so that that was good to see for sure. Yeah, and it's 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 a, it's really amazing to look back on it. I mean, I think 
it seemed like it really seemed like i mean i i know i said it and i and it obviously hasn't worked out this way but it seemed like it was pretty near consensus that hey you know phoenix nailed the draft they won the draft they have all this depth look at how well they're set up and it hasn't played out that way which which has to be a little scary at this point and and now kind of looking at looking ahead at the schedule to them they're playing they're playing a cluster of teams well four i think the next four i think it's kind of safe to kind of lump them all in the same position to where indiana seattle new york atlanta these are kind of the teams that are going to have to somebody's going to have to separate a little bit coming up here and, and each of these teams has had had their concerns seattle's playing with a little bit more of a cushion and they did beat phoenix early uh to start off the season but all these teams for better and for worse they're missing some people um you know, atlanta especially stuck at the bottom indiana's kind of got some hope so this this kind of feels like the stretch where just you know Brittany griner bonner they, it's kind of time for them to kind of flex their muscle a little bit yeah, I think that you're going to have to see that, and it was nice, you know, as a, as a smaller note to see Griner. She was only, she was really not making an impact on the glass, getting pretty frustrated with herself, as she has this year, knowing that that's such a focus of theirs. Uh, then came in and and really was fighting on the boards in that fourth quarter and playing a little bit more physically defensively to shut that that late run they made in the end of the third quarter down. Um, so that was good to see from her and. You mentioned the rookies, and I agree with you. It's it's going to be tough to see really how they fit in here, especially now that they put themselves in this hole at three and five with Tarasi coming back. The, the onus is going to be on her and really all of them to get it together and start to, to build some chemistry that they really haven't had. So I don't necessarily know if that's the time where you start to give Bree Turner more minutes or you know take Bonner, like you said, off of the four and have Alana Smith there. That's those are things that you do at the beginning of the year, and the beginning of the year is kind of already behind them. So maybe that maybe that ship sailed, and they really just kind of get to that shorter rotation earlier than they expected. Yeah, and just and just as a viewer, it, this this is the stretch where it, it 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 makes sense where they should kind of start to put something together and maybe build a little more momentum, or at least just be a little more consistent offensively, but. And then get Tarasi back because after that stretch, they're at Washington, at Connecticut, and right now, you know, those are the two leaders in the clubhouse. So even just strictly from a viewing standpoint, you want to see this team pretty close to what we thought they would be as they go up against against those two teams. Which at this point, it looks like they might they might run away uh, with the top two seeds if you know a team like Phoenix doesn't start putting a run together. Yeah, we all know how valuable those top two seeds are, and especially for the for the Mercury not having had that and having to claw their way back to the semis the past two seasons winning on the on the road in those do or die games it, it, you trust Rossi in those games but you also don't want to make her do it every single season especially coming back from an injury now and getting on the wrong side of 35 like that's not something you want her to have to do every year and it's not real there's not really an obvious path I mean I know it's early but you know they're quarter of the way through the season there's not really an obvious path yet to them doing that they really are just going to have to go on an unbelievable tear with all these tough road games coming up to put themselves in position to even be in contention there they're probably going to be right back in that same spot three and five right now of having to go win those tough games in the postseason to put themselves even back where they were last year yeah and 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 for the sparks here 
they're about to go home. They've got a couple days, and then on Thursday they've got they've got the Aces. And what's going to be a really fun game? I'll be driving down for that one, and just it, it it's it's going to be fun, and it's part of the the great part of the season now that and I can say that now that some of these stars are actually getting back on the court. But the great thing about a game like Thursday is like I mean you have no idea what's going to happen. You know how how. How how good will Candace Parker look now after a couple of days off and a couple of games under her belt? How's this how's this Vegas dynamic going to continue to look? And a game like Thursday, I mean, these I think we're really starting to get to a point where you're really we're really going to have a lot more games to circle on the calendar on a regular basis. Yeah, it's getting fun. I mean, this is the part of the season once you kind of know what everybody looks like, and like you said players this year with the weird injury situations for so many teams are starting to get healthier and um i come i agree that thursday game is going to be extremely fun and i hope that i hope that beard's able to play a little bit more i hope candace you know with three days rest is able to look a little more like herself and that that one is really like a, a playoff preview type of game because phoenix vegas did not disappoint so i hope that one's just as good yeah we'll be looking forward to that one so brendan let people uh remind people where to follow you and if you got anything to tease on the way to let people know what's coming or what's in the works yeah i mean i'll have a piece uh from this game up monday morning not sure when the podcast is going up but over uh, at high post hoops on the defense mercury's defense and how that's just as important you know with tarasi coming back so some more thoughts on tonight's game and the broader picture for this squad and you can follow me and all the work that i do at brendan clean 14 Alrighty, and we'll look forward to following your coverage, especially as this team gets together, and hopefully they, uh, hopefully for everybody's sake, they kind of start to look like the, the championship contender many people, myself included, expected them to be. But uh, Brendan, thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks, Ben. All right, thank you to Brendan again for joining the show, and thank you all for listening. If you listen to this on Monday without any games on, be sure to head over to High Post Hoops and read up on another busy weekend full of games from our various caster writers from around the country bringing you coverage in market for so many of these WNBA teams and be sure to subscribe to Lockdown Women's Basketball you can follow us on Twitter at LockdownWBB give us a rating write us a review if you enjoy the show and we always appreciate your feedback you can reach me on Twitter at Ben underscore Dahl with any feedback you may have on the show we will be back with a new episode on Tuesday Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.